Yes, we're like you're loud and clear. Go right ahead. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord and good morning. I want to thank Pastor Will for having me here today to speak to the body of Christ one more time. And thank you for having me. And I hope and pray that you're praying with and for this message. That uh, God will share something with you. Um, that he has prepared for you. Amen. <clears throat> if you will, turn your Bibles to the book of Luke, chapter 5, verse 4 and 5. Uh oh. I'm off screen. No, you're out. You're good. I'm good? Okay, yeah. cool. I see a lot of configuration going on. But anyway, turn with me to the book of Luke, chapter 5. And we're going to read verse 4 and 5. Is that all right? Amen. Amen. It's a very familiar passage. I'm sure everyone is acquainted with this passage. And it reads, Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answering and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, Amen. I will let down the net. <clears throat> And when he had let down the net, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their nets break. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing of his word. I would like to use as a subject today two words in the fourth verse. And those two words are launch out. Launch out. Now, starting from verse 1 in chapter 5, we see that Jesus is overwhelmed, if not overwhelmed, but pressed by the crowd that he was talking to regarding the promises and the word of God. Now, all this took place near the shoreline of the Sea of Galilee. Now, as he was speaking, to the crowd, teaching them the word, he noticed the fishermen along the shoreline, particularly two boats that he seemed to fasten on with his eyes. But as he drew near to the shoreline, the fishermen, Peter and his fellow fishermen, were cleaning their nets, preparing them for either the latter part of the day or the next day. Now, as he was cleaning, as they were cleaning their nets, Jesus approached one boat in particular. That boat happened to be owned by Simon. Now, you have to re realize that while he was speaking to the crowd, even the fisherman who was at the shoreline was also listening to what Jesus was saying. But in order for Jesus to be able to project even more the word that he was teaching, he thought it was best for him to step into a boat 
and speak from that particular point. Now, the boat he chose to sit in this time was Peter's boat. Amen. Now, as he sat in the boat, he still continued to talk and to teach the people. Now, what I found interesting about this story is that while he was teaching the people, he got to a point where he stopped his projection at the people, and then he began to specifically and to direct his voice at Peter. So this is what I found interesting about that. As we read in verse four, and I want to read it again, just a portion of it, if you will. Let me get my Bible up. He said unto speak unto Peter, launch out into the deep and let down your net for a drink. Now, when he spoke to Peter directly, and this is something that I want to bring a little clarity to. When you look at the word launch out into the deep, in the KJV, in the King James Version, the word launch out is capitalized. Now, <clears throat> when you see that, you realize that by the word being capitalized, that this is a command, a direct command from the Lord to Peter. Now, <clears throat> some of you may have read this passage through another translation or version, however you want to read it. Some of you may have read this through the NIV, the Amplified, <clears throat> the ASV, the ESV, or another translation. Now, those ones I just mentioned, they don't have the words launch out typed into the print. They have put out into the deep. That's their expression of that particular point of scripture. Now the NLT, it reads, now go out. The CEV reads, roll the boat out. The EASY now reads, now take the boat. And the Darby translation reads, draw out to the deep. Why would that be particular? Why is that significant, if you will? Because when you look at the word launch out, listed in the KJV, sometimes translation can change the application or the meaning of the word. And sometimes it takes emphasis away from the story that is trying to be told or the point that is trying to be made. So in the KJV, it reads launch out which in my particular position, it has more of an application, if you will. Amen. Because when you look at these two words, launch out, you will realize that yet it is a direct command by Jesus to Peter. But it's also to indicate direction. It also indicates emotion. Let me explain. When you look at the word launch by itself, just the word launch, Actually, the word launch means to start, to set in motion. Sometimes we need to start and get in motion to do the things of God that he's asking us to do in our lives. But just the word launch itself, it, it means to start, 
or to set in motion. Now we look at the other word, out. The word out is an adverb. It means to so to be revealed. Follow me now, I'm trying to get somewhere with this. The word out means so to be revealed. So now when you put those two words together, launch out in the expression that I have given you, it means to start or to set in motion what is to be revealed. In other words, Christ is trying to not only get him to move the boat and launch it out into an area on water, but he's trying to set in motion something that he is going to ask Peter and the rest of the disciples to accomplish. Right. So right now they need to start and set in motion what things are going to be revealed regarding yes. the ministry that he's going to yes. set them to do. So when you look at the word launch out in the KJV, not in the other translations, because they take the effect of the word because they change the word. But when he says launch out, that means to you and to me to start out and to set in motion the things I will reveal to you as you carry this gospel. Now, moving on, I don't want to elaborate on too long. He says, we're going to launch out into the deep. Here's another word that I find fascinating about this passage. It's amazing how God can use words to bring us to a point or a deeper revelation of what his plans are for our lives and how, how we can navigate through the word and not only be empowered by the word, but also directed by the word to accomplish the work that he's asking us to do. Now, the word deep is defined as profound and intense. Again, the word deep is defined as profound and intense. Now, you might think by hearing that, that, well, I'm not a strong person with, I'm not a person who has a strong voice or loud or shaking the mic or trying to do something to, to, to have the attention of whoever I'm talking to, whether it be a crowd or one person at, you know, one person at a time. Um, profound and intense means simply to be convincing, persuasive, having the ability to hold one's attention. So when you look at the word profound, I mean, and deep, you see profound and intense. Let me give you an example of a conversation that is profound and intense. When you go to the book of Acts, and in, in I think it's chapter 26, you find a discussion that Paul is having with a king by the name of King Agrippa. In that discussion, Paul begins to talk about his experience when he met Christ up until the point he was standing before the king, his conversion. We know that Paul was a persecutor. He persecuted Christians, those who followed after Christ, right? And then we understand and remember the road to Damascus where he encountered Christ, amen? And from that point, his life was changed, how he was in the wilderness learning and teaching and being taught the things that he needed to understand to carry the gospel. And throughout his missionary journey, he was brought before King Agrippa. And as he explained his life from one point to the other, one thing after the other to the king. Now he's talking to a pagan king, a man who sets up rule, who changes things 
as he sees fit because he's a king. That means he had control over what he said and what he wanted done in his kingdom. Yeah. But in verse 28, now remember, Jesus is bringing Peter to launch him out into the deep. So his, the word deep again is profound and intense. But here's a man, Paul, speaking to a king. And as he spoke to the king in verse 28, the king's response to Peter was, you almost made me a Christian. That means his conversation to the king was profound and intense. That means by his word alone, the king was believing everything that Peter was saying, I mean, uh, Paul was saying, to the point where he was willing to convert his life and follow after the Christ that Paul talked about. So what is that and how does that help this passage? Jesus said to Peter, launch out into the deep. So what is the deep for you and for me? When I look at the word deep, I look at it in three dimensions, if you will, or three applications, but I prefer the word dimension. Now, there are three dimensions regarding the word deep I would like to reveal to you. The first one is a relational dimension. That means Christ with us. You can go to Genesis 17 and 1 and read about Abraham and how God walked with him and he walked with God. Now, the second dimension I would like to read is a transformational dimension, which is Christ in us. Romans 12, 1, 2 says, beseech ye, therefore, I beseech you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, the third one is a vocational dimension, which is Christ through us. And that you can read in Colossians 1.10. So as the story continues to ride, Jesus is saying to Peter, who was frustrated with, 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 with the fact that Jesus got in his boat and wanted him to launch out and do something he had tried to accomplish all night long, but yet there's something more he wanted to accomplish through Peter and the other disciples. So in order for them to understand that, they had to launch out into an area, into a depth where Christ was trying to take them. And that is in ministry. That is an ability in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes. For the kingdom of God is at hand. Now, yes. he said to launch out to a drought. Well, he said, launch out and let down your nets. Now, this is another passage that I thought was interesting to read here. In John 21, 6, it, it basically gives the same story, but in a different setting. In Luke 5, 4, Jesus is in a boat, but in John 21, 6, he's standing on the shoreline, giving directions to the disciples to do almost the same thing. But in John 21, he uses another word, which pretty much is the same thing. Jesus says, cast your net. But in Luke 5, 4, he's saying, let down your net. I would like to use the word cast because it has, a, a, to me, a better use in this passage. All right. When you hear the word cast or read cast in that passage in John 21, 6, it does say one thing. Cast actually means to pronounce. It means to preach. It means to let go or let out. So what Jesus is trying to get Peter to do with this passage, 
as you launch out and set in motion the things that I have prepared for you and planned for you, the places I would like to take you, that you may be prosperous in the gospel and in the kingdom of God. And you begin to walk in all the dimensions that I'm trying to put you and place you in. I want you to also to be able to cast out to a priest the profound and intense word that I have placed in your heart. Because out of your belly shall flow what? Rivers of what? Living water. So as he began to explain to him, or let, let's just give him the words that they should follow, the word cast again means to preach. It means to express. It means to expound. It means to let go and let God. But so now we, we realize he's saying, launch out into the deep and let down your net. Don't be not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. We need to stand up and preach that which we know and understand that will set the captives free. And this is what I like about this passage, that we're not left empty, but we're left, but we're, we are directed and given the proper things, the tools we need to further the kingdom of God. I just want to encourage you today, those who are, that sometimes you may seem as though you may not have enough to say, you may not have enough information to share about the gospel, but 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 be it known unto you, it's not the volume of things that you may say, right, right. but it's the quality of things that you may say. You may say to someone, Jesus wept, but see, you don't know how that word is going to impact that person's life. Right. So when you launch out into the deep, remember whatever God has given you to carry, remember, some plant, some water, but God gives the increase, Amen. Yeah. And out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Remember that. So what words are being spoken on your behalf, the person that's listening to those words may have uh, their heart changed, their mind changed, and everything about their lives may be impacted by your word. But in this scripture, it reads, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. Yeah. Now, I'm I'm. I'm I'm going to say like the old preachers, I'm getting ready to close. Launch out for a deep. This is interesting. Now, when you go to the dictionary and read up the word drought, obviously it means to be without, shortage, lack, not having, empty, if you will. But if you look at it in the archaic sense, it also means to thirst. I found that to be very interesting. Yes. Now, when you look at the scripture and how it's structured, launch out, I'm preparing you for a word, into a deep, a deepness where you're going into a world that, that, that does not know God. Right? But Christ in you, Christ with you, and Christ for you. And you've lost out your net. You, you let it down. You've cast out the word. So now then what are you drawing? He says, I'm going to make you fishers of men. Is that correct? So yes. as you draw in the fish, you got to remember, as you draw in the men, you have to remember, there is going to be a thirst and a hunger that they will have for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus says, blessed are they that, that thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Is that right? Did not the woman who was at the well who met Jesus, he said, you may thirst after this one, 
but you'll thirst again. But if I give you something that you will thirst for, you will never thirst again. So the world will be thirsty for what you're giving them. Why? Because you will make their desire for the Lord. You will make them desire the word of God. You will make them desire the promise of God. So when he said for a drought, he's saying for a thirst that the people will have for the kingdom of God. That's what he was saying. He wasn't talking about just the simple act of catching sins. No, he's talking about the, the purpose and promise for catching men. For giving them such a word that will draw them to the cross of Calvary. That will cause them to be thirst and hunger after righteousness for the, for the, for the kingdom of God. That's what he was saying. This, this, all these words were used just to make one point. That you will preach a gospel. That you will spread the gospel. That you would exhort and give a gospel that men will thirst after. That men will desire because you are the salt of the earth. And everything about the things that you're going to say, everything that you're going to do, men will desire, men will want. That's a thirst. That's a drink that they have. And they want to be refreshed and be filled, be filled and, and desire to know the Lord. So what am I saying in essence about this passage? Launch out into the deep. And let down your net for a drought. Because whatever God has set in motion, that he will reveal for all the things that he wants to accomplish in you and through you. Be not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power that worketh within you. So always remember that when you start reading scripture, try to get a, a, a deeper view of what the, what the word is saying. Because I've read this so many times, and I've never saw this like this before. So when you start looking at words and what they actually mean and how they actually direct you, you will see the purpose of God more defined for your life. So I want to tell you to launch out and be not afraid. Go into the deep, because there are dimensions he wants to take you. Pass down your net. Speak the word of God. Be bold in your testimony. Be bold in your song. Be bold in your praise. And once you get out there, you'll see a drought. There are people hunger for the Lord. That they will listen to you. Now, I give a testimony here, and I'm going to let this go. Some people think that if I, if I open my mouth and speak, who's going to listen to me? Who's going to walk up to me and say, brother, that was a good word, and thank you, and thank you for giving me something to look forward to. I was working on a job in the early 80s. And I met a man on that job, and we shared some things from time to time. And I happened to share some scriptures with him that encouraged him. He walked away a little perplexed, but at the same time, thankful. Now, remember, the Bible says some plant some water, but God gives the increase. When I left that job, years later, about, I think it was about 10 years after I spoke with this man, I was at a grocery store trying to do my thing, right? I heard someone call my name and I turned around and I looked, I didn't recognize him. And when he told me who he was, he explained to me, he said, I want to thank you, Todd, 
for sharing the word of God with me. He said, shortly after that, I gave my life to Christ and I'm still pressing on. And I want to thank you for sharing the gospel with me, for helping me find some direction. That lets me know my word that I spoke to him was profound and intense. You don't have to be loud. Just be sure of your own testimony. And let the word of God do what it's designed to do. Change the heart of men like it changed your heart. So I close by saying that what is the Monday morning? Continue to launch out into the deep. And allow God to use you in a profound and intense way. Because the glory is all to God anyway. We're just servants. Is that right? So I would encourage you today to be encouraged. Again, launch out and be not afraid. Launch out and be not afraid. Thank you for having me. Amen. 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 Amen, Elder. Elder, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for that word. Amen. Amen.